Well, there needs to be regulate. There needs people need to respect the trail, right? I just I just went ahead and got certified on tread lightly and went through their online testing and and wanted to do that because I think it's important to tread lightly and I, I think it's important to respect the trails and I know Wendy's very passionate about that. So we have to we have to do things responsible, but but to just blanket take it away because some group you know. Has has it? They'd rather walk it or bike it on on a mountain bike than allow any motorized vehicle out there. This Jeep Talk Show flagship flagship. <laughs> this Jeep Talk Show flagship episode is brought to you by Realtruck.com with over one million plus parts and accessories for your Jeep truck and life. Realtruck.com is home to brands like Rugged Ridge, Go Rhino, Havoc Off Road, Infab, Omix, Alloy USA, and more. Stay tuned for more information on Realtruck's revitalized trail access program. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, where we put the fun in off-road fun. This is the only show where you can hear Jeep owners talk about things like mud, rocks, and giant tires and not get weird looks. So strap in, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. We guarantee that after listening to us, you'll have the sudden urge to go buy a Jeep and hit the trails. Don't say we didn't warn you. On tonight's episode, um, hmm. California to blame for lack of ice. I'm just so hmm. proud of that one. <laughs> it melts. It melts up there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. In uh, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update, we're going to be talking about Christmas has stopped me from installing skids. Damn Christmas. <laughs> and then we have a extra special must-have stuff for your Jeep. And and actually, this, is, this probably isn't even for your Jeep. I mean, you could keep it in your Jeep, but uh, stick around and you'll, uh, you'll find out more here in just a few minutes. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hey, this is Chip. And where are you wheeling in 2024? I, I'm hoping Easter Jeep Safari. I'm hoping. Now, I'm planning. That's one. That's yeah. one. Yeah. We got more to talk about. Good. Excellent. All right. So, you know, we liked blaming California for a lot of things, and now we can blame them for lack of ice. Uh, Mm. And if you don't know what ice is in the EV world, that's uh, internal combustion engine. So we talked about this a a while back, uh, and I don't think you were on the episode that we talked about this, uh, Chip, but I'm sure you have an opinion about this. So this is kind of neat. Actually, I should say this is kind of cool because it goes along with the ice. Stellantis has formally lodged a petition petition, 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 against California's Air Resources Board, CARB, for subjecting it to stringent emission requirements that not all automakers are required to meet. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, hmm. Level playing field uh, is uh, would be nice, but that's not what we normally get from uh, from our government. Uh, it's the latest chapter in the saga that has impacted Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Dodge vehicles made for scale across the country. That Stellantis said in a statement destabilizes our production schedules, the livelihood of our fifty six thousand U.S. employees, and thousands of spinoff jobs generated by our operations. Chip, are you familiar with this story? Do you know about the fourteen st- states that uh, Jeep is not sending internal combustion well, engine Jeeps to? Yeah, we did discuss that when I was on one of Good. the episodes that they, that they were not going to allow the dealers to stock them. 
I don't know whether we ever determined exactly are they going to allow them to sell them if they were special. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no. They could sell them, but they would have to order them. They they would not have them on the lot of these fourteen carb compliant states. So the dealers don't have. I mean, if I were a dealer, I'd go nuts with that. Oh, absolutely right? not. This this just it's not fair. It ties your hands. And I don't know. I it's California in general. I mean, they they. I think you made the comment on the previous episode we were talking about this was, you know, so goes California, so goes the rest of the country, right? Right. I, I, it's bullshit. I mean, what other word is there? I don't know. I mean, there, I, I work in the, in the green industry, golf course, lawn care, that kind of thing, sports turf. <laughs> that's, and, that's funny. <laughs> right? Well, so – and in, in when I work, yeah, well, it is, it's a golf, it's a turf industry. No, I mean, it makes sense. Itself. It is green, but the, it's the it's color green. green. It's the grass, but with all this, I mean, this whole EV thing, this whole ice oh, yeah, whole ice thing. thing is a different kind of green, but it's still, it's yeah. a, the, the, the green thing that our, our government's forcing down our throats. Well, even with along with that, then our people are upset because they cannot use gas-powered weed eaters or gas-powered mowers. Right. Or their equipment's not, it has to all go electric. And it's just it's it's driving people nuts when the, in those states that they're enforcing those laws and it's and it I understand it's for emissions and and all those things but it's frustrating. Yeah, very much so. So uh, yeah, and, and again, if you don't already know, there's 14 states that Jeep says they're not going, or Stellantis says they're not going to be shipping uh, internal combustion engines to ICE vehicles. Uh, so that they, and, and when I say not shipping, so that the dealer doesn't have them on the lot. Because, you know, if you have them there, people are going to buy them. And if you don't have them there, uh, if they want to buy today, they're going to have to buy a hybrid or a fully electric Jeep or Ram. Listen or. But your, your intro, you said that Stellantis has lodged a petition. Right. Because, the, because they're targeting them but not all right. manufacturers so does that mean they're not doing ford or gm or is there some other like hyundai or i don't know what company i think this would be anybody that has internal combustion engines because there are automatic automotive manufacturers out there that don't have ice vehicles namely tesla i don't know i don't know the answer to your question maybe one of our listeners out there can uh can uh, inform us on that. So I don't know if they're if they're not playing fair uh, with uh, Ford or uh, uh, these other companies. Yeah, I mean, is it a is it a major manufacturer? Or could it be a let's say there was a California based small specialty car manufacturer that's buying parts from other companies but selling. Let's say they buy buy a Camaro and you turn it into a Firebird or something, and they're and they're customizing cars to the extent that they almost rebrand it and sell it as their as their car but they only have internal combustion engines if they're not if that whole company could be put out of business if if california put restrictions on them so maybe there's some small manufacturer or or maybe even other industries that they're not targeting because it would be too much of an economic impact or or whatever but i i just it brings up a lot of questions and i, I don't think it's fair I, first off i don't agree with the whole premise of the whole argument but if Stellantis isn't being treated fair, I think they have every right to petition. And beyond being fair, it's not fair to the consumer. You're removing <laughs> options to the consumer. Definitely true. Definitely true. 
So I don't know. Uh, I think that if it was just California, I think it'd still be a pain in the ass. But if it was just California, then it wouldn't be so bad. But I think it's these 14, uh, 13 other states. I believe it's 13 others. Fourteen, The 14th being California, the first one that started it. Um, I, I think that that really cuts into you, your your bottom line whenever 14 states can no longer have internal combustion engines uh, delivered to them unless the customer orders an internal combustion engine. It's just it's just going to handicap the dealers. I mean, it, if I went in to test drive a vehicle, then they might I, maybe they could have a used one on the lot. They just can't stock new ones from the dealer. So how do uh, I know what probably, vehicle? That, like that a, probably would happen. Although I think there's going to be some dealerships uh, giving the old uh, middle finger fu to this whole thing, and I uh, guess if the dealer saying somebody it, ordered it and having it on the lot. I mean, that there's well, unless there's you know heavy fines. I mean, uh, speaking of heavy heavy fines, did you see what happened to Cummings? No. $1.6 billion, uh, uh, not warning, a ticket or whatever, uh, fined because they were uh, doing the same thing VW was doing by uh, having the emissions. Yeah, having the emissions <laughs> change depending on the situation. No, no I, I did not hear about that. Well, I mean, but, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with this story, but it's, it's simply that the federal government is mandating things that are making it very difficult for companies to be able to meet all the demands they're making. The technology is not there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, you know, doing these things and risking a billion dollars. I mean, we, you could even go. So it's a it's an administrative thing too, right? So under the previous presidential administration, we were reopening factories. We were we were building jobs in America. Under the current administration, they're closing U.S. factories and opening up more plants in Mexico and other areas. And I mean, so. I just would hate to be in a manufacturing position where I'm operating under these rules today, but in three, two years or whatever, those rules could all be out the window and we have to go the other direction again. So how far are you going to invest in, in making the changes that the government's requiring you to make under current and proposed rules? There's just, we could get into politics and I'm still waiting for you to bring up UAW because every time I'm on, you seem to bring up UAW, which I don't want to get no, into today. No, not, not bringing it up today. And staying Thank away. You. And I'm staying away from politics. I mean, you okay, can good. look, you, right. the, the listener out there can look at this at the politics side of things. And there's certainly politics involved in this. It's simply from the matter of what you were just talking about. Every four years, uh, billion-dollar organizations uh, have to worry about what the new laws are going to be. And frankly, how, how do you keep up? I know. Frankly, we need to get the federal government out of business. Well, well okay. They so, need to be so away are- from the businesses. Just the high-level stuff. Uh, just the the stuff that is uh, you know safety for workers. You know the the OSHA. really yeah the really basic stuff, and let the businesses make their their money. I mean, what, what we reported several times that uh, a plant there in Ohio, a Jeep plant in Ohio, where they, they paint things or do the painting of the right. Jeeps or something, got closed I down remember. several times and fined several times. Well, not closed down, but fined several times because they were making the area stinky. Well, <laughs> that goes I mean, so- I understand if you're, if you're living there, you don't like the smell, but... Come on! I mean, it's That's, you're if, you're if a, actually able there. to live there because either you work at at, uh, at Jeep or you work for some company that's in very the Jeep's very important to them. I mean, we can't have one thing without the other, 
And these government bureaucrats are running uh, wild and just doing, I can't believe they get anything done. I mean, I've been to the DMV. You're lucky if you get called and get a license. I mean, this is the kind of government that we should have in these other areas, too. Oh, contraire. In my little town of 5,000 people, I went in and got two license plates today, and the whole process was five minutes long because there was one person in line ahead of me. It's a beautiful thing to be in this rural America. Yeah. But, but... But is it sneaky? But it that? gets sneaky. I mean, if you're if you're around oh. a farm or any okay. cattle or anything like that, it's stinky. Why, why aren't there being farms? with this. So so okay. years ago, <laughs> twenty year twenty years ago or so, there was a resort uh, spa that was going into the country, and they bought the property in the winter, and they broke ground and built this building, and I don't know how much you know, a couple million dollars of investment in this spa building. The next summer. When they were doing their grand opening, they didn't pay any attention to the fact that they built this thing next to a hog farm. And so <laughs> it was reeking. That's so great. the resort spa filed a, a, a grievance to the county against this hog farm, saying that the hog farm had to close down. Now, this was like a fourth generation family farm operation that had always had hogs. They'd always been there. And you've got a new business that moves in across the road. And well, this, because, was this a weight loss thing? Do you think maybe there been a, was a problem with the hog form next to the weight loss thing? Because uh, I'm thinking know. that I might know, be maybe. part of it. But, <laughs> How but dare you? Was, the, the county board, a lot of the county board were farmers. They're sitting there going, hey, the hog farm was there long before you built your building. You should have done your due diligence to know that there's going to be an odor coming from a hog farm across the road. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you would think. <laughs> so the same thing when you buy, you buy a house next to an airport. Are you going to have air traffic noise? You buy you buy a house down the road from a manufacturing plant. Are there going to be potentially some odors? Possibly. That's why the house might have been a little cheaper to buy or whatever. That People need to use their, I don't know, people need to use common sense. That's why it says don't eat those little silicone packets in the bottom of a, of a, of a bag. Right? I, Somebody ate a silicone packet at some point, so you have to put a warning in there. Or don't lick a battery. Or so, what? what or, or be careful with the coffee because it's hot. Contents hot, are hot. Yeah, McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't spill this in your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that really chaps my ass, that really burns my ass. <laughs> but not being poli- so this isn't political, right? We haven't discussed well. No, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, it's it's just reality. I mean, uh, but but going back to the thing, I don't care who's in charge. We need less of them doing stuff. You know, I agree. I, I, well, okay, this bleeds over. Let's go back to Jeep stuff. What about shutting down the trails at at uh, Moab, or shutting down other trails, or the fight we're into for all that? Need to get rid you of. Know, yes, need to get rid of all, all those organizations. Frankly, I mean, I no, know I'll catch I some flack. On, I, mean, I know I'll catch some flack on that, but I, they do more. They do more harm than good. Well, there needs to be regulate. There needs people need to respect the trail, right? I just I just went ahead and got certified on tread lightly and went through their online testing and and wanted to do that because I think it's important to tread lightly and I, I think it's important to respect the trails and I know Wendy is very passionate about that. So we have to we have to do things responsible, but but to just blanket take it away because some group you know has has it they'd rather walk it or bike it on on a mountain bike than allow any motorized vehicle out there. Well, actually, uh, tomorrow on our interview episode, uh, we talk with uh, Ben Burr. When I say we, I mean me, 
and we talk about the the closure of the Moab trails, and I'll, I'll tease a bit of it. He said because I was asking him about that uh, that camping area that's in view of a lake. I mean, a river that's that's down about two hundred feet or more. Uh, you know, below that level, and the people right. that were on the river kayaking or whatever didn't like seeing people camping up on the the bluff or the the cliff or whatever. Well, but they I didn't mean, the like Cowboys seeing it. Did. It took away from their pleasure of oh. being in an unimproved area. I mean, it wasn't like there's houses up there. It's just so the, Jeeps the and Toyotas and stuff like that and tents. So in the 1860s, you had somebody that was was down along the river and they saw a wagon train go by. They didn't like seeing the covered wagons <laughs> no. roll along that trail. They were it was probably an Indian. They didn't like seeing those people coming into the coming well, into Moab. It makes me nervous, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I mean that's what one of the the, the the one of those that area that was uh, closed or was yeah I think it is closed now uh, they 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 were complaining about seeing people up there and you'll hear it in the interview it's like that okay fine you can complain about whatever you don't like hearing some things you don't like smelling some things well that's just the way the world is it's not going to be perfect mm-hmm. for you sweetheart uh, wow. you know so yeah listen listen Look to that up, you're gonna cop. yeah you're gonna enjoy that uh, you, you'll get all the riled up oh, <laughs> while great. you're listening to that Thanks. one Chip. <laughs> i'll have to take my blood pressure medicine before i listen all right <laughs> well yeah always a good conversation when you're here chip really appreciate it <laughs> we wish you a merry jeep miss we wish you a merry jeep miss we wish you a merry jeep miss and a happy talk show yeah, no, it just doesn't sound as good unless I'm in Studio B, actually, behind the microphone. Yeah, what are you thinking? Doing this over the phone, you dummy. <laughs> Anyways, I hope all of you out there in the Jeep Talk Show land have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. And I want to leave you guys with just one gift. It's something that just flew through my head. I have no idea why. As I'm on my drive home this afternoon, thought about, yeah, what it would be like if, uh, let's say, Thurston Howell III Uh-oh. from the old uh, Gilligan's Island TV show back in the day uh, was having a bit of an O-face moment. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, yes. Ah. Not quite as nice as Sugar Plum Dreams, huh? <laughs> that of course was josh and uh nice to hear from pe- josh. yeah people are going why is he saying merry christmas after christmas Deepness. you know right. how many times josh has been in on the recording he knows what time we record he called this voicemail in 15 minutes after we started recording last thursday <laughs> there's there's no way there's no way it's making it to the show as we're recording it, so yeah, uh-huh. that's that's the reason why we're using it uh, on the the, the second uh, flagship episode of the week. But hey, we're, we're still we're still close enough to Christmas. We're right? in the holiday season. This we're is like the best. tree and the lights. You can keep them up till January second, is it or first? When do you have to take it down? You have to take it down. I thought you just hung Easter eggs on it. You just keep moving it forward. <laughs> I like Christmas trees. I and think it ought to be there all year. Up and then put little hollow pumpkins hanging on your tree. Pumpkins. You never have to take the sucker uh, down. I like the the idea with the little hearts. And uh, did you see the the Jeep Talk Show ornament that is on our uh, Christmas tree here at Studio A? I did not. I posted that up on uh, on Instagram uh, and the Tic Tac, and uh, I think it's on LinkedIn. So yeah, check that out. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little video I did with it uh, hung on the Christmas tree. The damn thing is about six inches across, so it's a little bigger than what it needs to be for an ornament. But you, you know, you can see it. 
I need That's to put cool. some LED lighting on it so you can actually <laughs> see it really good. <laughs> but cool. check that out on our uh, our Instagram. Just do a search for Jeep Talk Show on Instagram, and uh, cool. you can find us there. Cool. All right, Chip. So uh, I think you teased this at the beginning about uh, where are you going wheeling in 2024. And, it, and when you say, uh, where are you, that means everybody, not just you, but uh, right. everybody out there. Right. I mean, I think this time of year, I, I've sat down and did some planning. Of course, there's some events you need to sign up for. Maybe you should have already signed up for. Um, but just thinking about, you know, where's, where are listeners wheeling this year? Where are they going jeeping? It doesn't have to be off-road necessarily even, right? Because there's so many events like Easter Jeep Safari, which is a great off-road destination, but also is a show and and it's an almost an ongoing parade just if you set up town and watch the Jeeps go by. But Toledo Jeep Fest, we you know, we've interviewed and talked about Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. How many Jeep Beach events are there? I mean, there's multiple. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, with Julianne, uh, I mean, Julianne joined the team this year, and I was more up on what all she goes to because of this. And she went to Jeep Beach in Florida. I think, I can't right. remember which one it was. And then two weeks later, she's back in Florida at another beach because there was another right. event. And, and, and there's then you've got so the many beach of these one things. And the one down in Texas. Myrtle I mean, they're, Beach, they're scattered, yeah. All, you know, wherever there's a beach, it seems like there's Jeeps and people have an event. And I'm sure there's some on the East Coast and I don't know about the West Coast, but it, and then and then you get into the Overland Expos and, and also, you know, your local Jeep clubs. A lot of them will have either rides or Jeep, their local Jeep shows or parade involvements. I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people are involved with the Christmas parades, the holiday parades and Veteran Day parades. And so there's just so many events going on that I track and try to watch on Facebook. But I was just wondering, you know, are people planning trips like for me, Jeep Jamboree is really important. So I've signed up for three Jeep Jamborees. Two of them, I'll be a trail guide. One of them, I'll just be a participant. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go out to uh, Ohio to Killbuck, and I'm going to go to the the Daniel Boone one, which is at Hollerwood down in Kentucky. And then and then I'll be attending the uh, uh, URA one as a participant. So I'm going out to Colorado and do a little wheelie in the shelf roads there, which my wife likes than i don't but (laughs) so i only recently heard about the daniel boone one it may have been you that that mentioned it before and uh, i may have made the same reference before um is there a need for a uh a a coon skin uh hat with a jeep talk show logo on it for the dan the daniel boone run (laughs) well i I almost bought one. They had one at the general. You got if you're in that area, you got there's they're going to sell coonskin hats, right? Yeah. So, but but uh, yeah, no, it's so it's the they call it well last year they called it the Daniel Boone Jamboree. This year they're calling it the Hollerwood Jamboree. It's most really? of the event is held at the Hollerwood Off Road Park, uh, which is an so it's Holler. Right there. It's the Holler. the southern Holler. way of saying Hollerwood. Yeah, Hollerwood. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the way however, the way Dolly Parton would say it, <laughs> exactly. But the, it's it's down in Slade, Kentucky. But there, that's also kind of in the middle amongst all the Daniel Boone Byway, which is an old road circuit. I think they're county roads that they've been open for trails. Then they were closed for several years. They've got them mostly reopened, and they keep reopening more trails. But there's over a hundred miles of trail system that you can ride as the Daniel Boone Byway. It's a great overlanding. Spot too. I know Tony. Your definition is you bring a sandwich. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Did you bring a sandwich? Uh, You're you're overlanding. Yeah. 
But but this would be a true overlanding where you're camping out of your Jeep, potentially, if you wanted to do it that way. Now, the other thing is you're crossing roads and highways so that you can jump off, go back to your hotel for the night, come back and jump back on where you got off. But it's a neat, I mean, it's not, it's probably a level five or six at worst. Most of the trails are level two, three, and four. So it's pretty much doable by most vehicles. Unless it rains a lot, I guess there are some areas that get high water. But, uh, you know, then I've got a trip planned to the Black Hills again this this uh, this spring or, well, early summer in June. Uh, run out to the South Dakota and check that out again. And then, uh, yeah, those, so those are four events I'm doing. But I'm sure our listeners, they probably so, got a list or, or hopefully can make it to some of these. I know, Tony, you wanted to get a lot of the talk show guys to the to the. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's and again, it's not a headcount thing. It's not a, a bragging thing. It's just I want you guys, all you Jeep Talk Show listeners, to just to have the fun and the enjoyment that I had for going to the first time uh, in 2023. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to get you to come out there and hang out with the rest of the group. I mean, we had about seven people, I think, or uh, actually uh, probably seven Jeep Talk Show uh, listeners and team members. Uh, probably right. a total of 12 people uh, that were there with the Jeep Talk Show group. And it was fun sitting there and, and having uh, uh, having meals and talking about stuff and uh, telling lies and uh, feeding Duke whenever uh, Larry wasn't looking. And uh, Duke is uh, Larry's dog. And uh, well, so it was, just, it was the, just a lot of fun. The group dynamics, though. Yeah. I mean, you got F.U. Bob and you got Larry and, and it's just it's it was it was really fun and 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 we would encourage listeners to to join us out there i mean there's you know if you've not been to moab it's definitely worth oh, the trip good lord but EJS so is, is is just a cool event but and then if you're listening to the zoom rooms right so i'm more active in that than i am here as a co-host but but we're talking about doing a trip possibly to colorado there could be one into hot springs again i know you're talking another texas event um Steve-O, if we ever get it put together, we might do a Drummond Island run. The, there'll be some other events that will come up during this course of this year, so so stay tuned, right? Mm-hmm. For other Absolutely. Events. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Discord server. There's there's people out there that have no idea, just like the for many years they didn't know about the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, now they know and they're watching and listening. Uh, our Discord server is really something you want to check out. It doesn't. It's it's not anything we make money off of. It's just a way for all of us to communicate, and we use that to to, to talk about the events that we're having or uh, destinations that other listeners and Jeep Talk Show members are are going to. Nothing, no official Jeep Talk Show event. Just something that they're going out to. Uh, there was a Colorado thing. There was a, a New Mexico or an Arizona thing, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know you may be. In interested in going along on these things with the jeep talk show folks and in, in most cases uh it's open to anybody uh, and uh you know so actually if it's on the discord server it's probably going to have to be open to everybody because uh it's uh it, that's a public thing but uh <laughs> just just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you can see uh the discord invite there and you know you can join and read you don't have to participate but I guarantee you there's going to be some subject, whether it be food or guns or something, that you're going to have, you're going to go, oh, I, I, I got I to gotta comment on this. And then, then you're hooked. And then you're joining in and talking. And the next thing you know, you're on the roundtable because it's really all the same people that are on Discord. <laughs> a lot. A lot. But there's some people that are not on the Zoom room or on the roundtable that 
pipe in on Discord. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that's fine. It's uh, it's uh, but there's a there's multiple ways of of enjoying uh, your Jeep and the Jeep Talk Show is is what I'm telling you. So and you can enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, th- I was going to ask you, uh, Chip, I, it doesn't sound like you're planning on going to any events that are non-wheeling events. Is that correct? No, I, no. Um, I went to Toledo. So I, I've kind of done an every other year thing. So two years ago, I went to Smoky Mountain. Uh, last year, I went to Toledo. Oh, I am doing the Forefest. I didn't even list those, right? Uh, the Forefest yes, events. we got to so mention got that one. So we need that one on there because... I'm, there's a group of us. There's probably like five or six of us going to Winterfest coming up here in January. Yeah, absolutely. Um, up and in that's Detroit, uh, but yeah. Holly Oates. That's uh, yeah. Tom uh, Tom Zelensky's uh, Four Fest yeah. events, and uh, it's coming up yeah. January twentieth. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I'm sorry. You said you are going to that, right? I am. Yeah, I've got uh, so, tickets, and there's. Uh, I know for sure there's four of us. Well, five of us. I think it's like five or six there. people. I mean, yeah. I think Tony Mitten is going. Uh, Steve O, I think, said that he's going. Steve's uh, going. Larry's going. Larry's I'm going. Chris, Chris Julianne, Julianne. Uh, and not an official uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show team member, but uh, Greg Henderson from uh, Unofficial Use Only oh, is is planning on going. Either. Yeah, I mean, he says it's twenty minutes from his house. He said it's twenty minutes from from my, from my house. Like, if you guys want to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about camping out in his yard or something. Oh, or that maybe. would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we're, and we're going to bring ducks if we go. We're, you know, we're going to drop ducks off for him. So. You know, no, he gets a little I cranky about that. I don't know if you I noticed didn't. it or not. When he, he was on the, the roundtable night a uh, week before last, so, uh, Bob gave him a hard time about it, and he said, uh, "Greg said something very briefly about oh, there's no ducks," and then he didn't mention <laughs> it again. <laughs> look closer. There's some duck in there somewhere. Oh yeah, but, no, they did. They but, yeah, I'll be ruined. going to some of those other events. I, I just, I don't know. Whether I'm going to do Toledo again, I'd like to sneak down I think, to Smoky Mountain. You know, Mountain. Uh, the reason why I ask that is, is that, and, and I'm not talking, ba- I'm not trying to talk bad about any of these events that don't have wheeling involved, but um, it, it just seems to me that if you take a Jeep someplace, and, and again, this is just my opinion. I like driving my Jeep off road. I set it up to go off road. I like driving it off road. Uh, I don't mind it being seen. Uh, and certainly as a uh, a way to get more people to know about the Jeep Talk Show, having it seen sitting at an event is fine. But I just, to me, the fun is going to places that you actually go off road. I mean, they have, they, you know, you can have a vendor area, but going off road and doing that and interacting with all the, the, the people. So the, the only caveat I can say to that would be the Toledo Jeep Fest. I think that that is one of the ones that I would really like to go to, even though it is not a wheeling event. Although, if you if you consider the parade, it's kind of a wheeling event too. <laughs> you know, I don't know, Tony. There's there's two sides of it, right? So we spent an episode talking about upgrades and things you're wanting to do to your Jeep, and and I, if you're wanting to do things and build, and you want to talk to the the manufacturers themselves, and you go to Toledo, or you go to Smoky Mountain, or you go to one of the off-road expo events, even EJS, EJS, the show itself, look at all the information that's there in one spot. So versus having to call multiple manufacturers, you can catch all those manufacturers in one spot and visit with them face-to-face and you kind of get to know them, right? So if you ever had an issue with Power Tank and you know Steve, you can call him and talk to him about it or you're running into the people that are 
important in their yeah. companies. Well, that's a and really so you've got contacts, and, and you can. You that's a company. really good point, and it just dawned on me. I do that here. I talk to yeah. them in the interviews. <laughs> so, I mean, I still like meeting them in person. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a that's a really good reason to go. But I th- I still think I like the and I don't know what your opinion is on this. I mean, I, obviously, you think that talking to people and meeting people and in, in these uh, the vendors and stuff is important. But what do you what do you enjoy more? Going to uh, off road events or you know combo off road uh, vendor events or like EJS. Or just going to park your Jeep and walk your ass. Your, I'm sorry. For me, my walk my fat ass, my fat, sweaty ass around. <laughs> I wobble down this. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why I bought a Jeep, right? I, <laughs> exactly. I would, if, I were in shape, if I were in shape, I'd go hiking. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going jeeping. I can go, I can go have, where I want to go in my Jeep. Have you but, made the mistake of being off-road someplace and it's like nothing? With, you know, you're in the Jeep and you're, oh, I'm going to get out and go look at this. And, and then you're trying to... You're trying to stay upright. You're trying to keep from falling over. You're climbing up on rocks, and they don't look like much, but you look well, at hell. it from a different standpoint from on foot and with the Jeep. The Jeeps are amazing at getting over that stuff. When you're trail guiding and you come up to an obstacle and you're like, oh, oh well, you let me poor bastard. Up, let me walk yeah. up here and look at this <laughs> obstacle. And you walk up at it, and I about die. I mean, you're going <laughs> to fall and hurt yourself. And then I get in the Jeep, and the Jeep goes right up it. And I'm like, son of a bitch, it was a hell of a lot easier to drive up and this. And the Jeep, Jeep isn't out of breath, that bastard. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, definitely looking uh, forward to doing off-road stuff this year. I mean, for me personally, I know that uh, I definitely want to go to uh, EGS, uh, planning on that. And uh, again, in uh, probably in June, again this year, we'll be doing the Jeep Talk Show event. Uh, that's kind of up in the air as far as the exact date so far. People are asking about it. And uh, uh, we are looking at going to Barnwell uh, this year, which is uh, kind of, uh, uh, it's east of Dallas. It's a little closer to uh, Louisiana and a little closer to Arkansas uh, or Oklahoma, I guess I should say. Maybe Arkansas, too. Uh, yeah. So it's a little more centrally lo- centrally located. Uh, than uh, the Hidden Falls thing. But uh, Hidden Falls is always our fallback plan. So just uh, keep following along and we'll have more information about that. You know, we're not, it's going to be at least June before we have the event. Uh, Maybe May, but I doubt it because kids are still in school. Uh, June is usually when we pick because, uh, as John says, well, it's not that hot uh, in June. (laughs) Good Lord, it's always hot in Texas. (laughs) Except for three non-consecutive days a year. Well, right. 365 days, not uh, not the same uh, calendar year. Hey, you know, whether you're hitting the slopes or heading out on a road trip this holiday season, your vehicle is a perfect companion for all your favorite holiday activities. Whether it's a Jeep, truck, or Jeep truck, with its rugged durability and spacious interior, trucks are the ideal vehicle for transporting uh, all your gear and loved ones as you traverse the highways and trails uh, in your neck of the woods at near freezing temperatures. Oh, it's like 50 to, down here today. Uh, on Real Trucks blog, Real Source, we believe the holiday season is the best celebrated is best celebrated with your vehicle by your side in our latest uh, blog post. How to enjoy the holidays with your truck explains why. We made a list of everything you need uh, for an unforgettable winter adventure in your truck or Jeep. Uh, but don't just take my word for it. Check out Real Truck's blog post on how to get the most out of your truck this holiday season on realtruck.com/blog, and you can uh, check out the uh, the the link on the 
Today's show notes are for episode 954. Uh, it is com slash bog, how to enjoy winter holidays with your truck. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Well, I'm pretty entertained today, uh, Chip. It's always fun having you on here because uh, it's fun talking things back and forth with you. Uh, sometimes oh. I got to jump in on top of you, but uh, you know we got to keep the show, show moving along. <laughs> all good. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I've mentioned this several times, and, and people are just smacking their face with like, you don't have those skids installed yet. So I've got the the Moto built uh, skid system for the the Gladiator. And uh, I swear, as God is my witness, I was planning on, I mean, I've got the paint, I've got the the mineral spirits, I believe is what it is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I actually left the house to drive over to Home Depot and buy some of that stuff. And uh, I've got that. Uh, I got some uh, a, a plethora of shop towels, uh, you know, those blue ones. So I've got everything. But like I've mentioned recently on the show, Ordering stuff is a lot easier than actually working and doing with it. So uh, I was, but I was planning on it, especially after uh, my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, and I went outside to get some of the Christmas decorations down from the uh, the attic that uh, we have in our, our garage, and uh, I, I we cleared out a space so that we could bring the boxes down, and I went, oh, this is perfect. I have a space right here. Uh, you, you know, I need to, I might need to put up a tarp or something that, so the paint doesn't oh. get on the XJ, you know, but right. because, right. you know, you get that little, little, you don't really see it, but oh, you can, right. yeah, right. but you can feel it. And the, yeah. there's no reason to, you know, put paint on a perfectly good vehicle that, uh, that shouldn't be there. So anyway, um, th- that was all fine and good until I had to take the, the boxes that we brought in and took the, the stuff out and took <laughs> it back. So now that spot is up full of empty boxes. Yeah, now that spot is actually uh, with those boxes on top of the skids because I actually was able to get it, the skids down. I had a place to put the skids. So uh, I mean, I still could have moved the stuff out of the way and went out there and did it. But you know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just waiting. You know, I actually thought about doing it on Christmas Day, and you know the hell I would have caught for that. Why yeah, aren't you in here with the family? I mean, you know, no. but I mean, after you know, after the the early time. And my uh, my youngest daughter is like 28, 29 years old. So come on, you know, it's not yeah. like it's not like you're damaging some uh, some childhood memories. <laughs> uh, you you would be in the doghouse. That's not good. Oh, and also too, I got a brand new electric half inch impact wrench. Uh, yeah. Wrench tool. You know, install it. Yeah. So I mean, and I haven't even used it yet. I mean, I put the battery pack on it, went, zzz, zzz, and that's that's it. And it's like, oh look, LED lights. <laughs> Well, so, that's like buying a gun, right? You buy a gun and, and you put it in your gun safe or whatever, and a year goes by, and all of a sudden you realize, I haven't ever shot that one yet. Yeah, yeah well, it, were, it happens. Were were you were you on the? Uh, I've got projects. Yeah, were you on the roundtable where I pulled out after the after the show? Uh, I pulled out the yes. uh, the shotgun, the, yes, the KSG, and I think the damn thing is like three, maybe four years old. I'd wanted one right after they came out, and of course they started coming out with with ones that were. Um, fancier looking and so on and so forth. But anyway, I, I, I got the KSG. Never been shot. Three, four years right. old. People people want to slap me. Josh hates it. He's like, you oh. know. <laughs> yeah. my well, I've, got, I've got my yeah. dad's 3030 Winchester. And uh, he always told everybody, hey, it's brand new. Never been shot. And I'm sitting there. I didn't have the heart to tell him when I was 12. Uh-oh. I snuck it out. And, and I, it has had one round shot through it. But yeah, you 
But you've got it if you need it. Oh, and man, you got to be lying. Really? Uh, one round is all you You went through all that trouble and all you did was one round? I was 12. Did you clean it afterwards? Is it still dirty? No, I cleaned it. I, I, it was because I didn't want Dad to know I'd shot it. But yeah. it was, I mean, how many times you get, it's a Winchester, you know, a night, early 60s Winchester lever action rifle. I was like, damn, I watch all these old Westerns on TV. I had to go out and shoot a lever action rifle. And I shot it once and I'm like, cool. And I got to cock it. And then I went in and cleaned it really good and wiped off all the fingerprints, all the evidence is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. and that wasn't as bad as the day I decided I was going to try. I had a 410 shotgun and I wanted to try a 12 gauge. But my idea was I took my dad's model 12, which I also have, which I'm proud of. And it's same vintage, early 60s. And it's in really good shape. But I don't know how many rounds it's had through it in its life. Maybe a box or two of shells. But I decided I was going to shoot the 12-gauge to see how that would work. And so being younger, like 12, 13 years old, what do you do if you want to stabilize yourself so the shotgun doesn't knock you over? So I braced myself against a tree. I was going to say, you call a friend. (laughs) Put the shotgun up against my shoulder and boom! I found out that recoil, a tree does not allow your, your body to recoil at all. I had a bruise on my shoulder that was... It was bad. I mean, you don't ever do that. Don't brace against a tree when you're shooting a 12 gauge or a bigger caliber rifle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the the 3030 Winchester was the the first quote unquote high powered uh, weapon I had ever purchased. And nice. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't have it uh, uh, now. Uh, oh. But uh, yeah, and I was I, I can tell you I can't tell you how uh, how upset I was. To find out just how inaccurate that tumbling thirty caliber round was. It's not a hundred yard. It could be, but you, yes, no. It's not like a thirty out six or a two seventy three or a three oh eight or you know one of the calibers that's designed to go long distance. It doesn't. But it's it's a nice saddle gun and oh, fun as him. Oh, shoot. I think it'll go a long distance. You just don't know where the bullet's going to wind up. That's <laughs> the problem. Well, you had to give the Indians a chance out there when the Cowboys had that gun. Well, no, I mean it's it's a lot better than a pistol. I mean, if you want to shoot somebody yeah. and and you want uh and you want to put some oomph behind it, I mean, it is thirty caliber. It's a, it's a good size right. round. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but I didn't know. I mean, uh, there was nobody in my family that did anything with guns or knew anything about guns. I mean, uh, I've I've done a lot of things uh, from my family that nobody else had done. I mean, the, the working on vehicles. Uh, owning a four-wheel drive, uh, having a Jeep, uh, all those things, and guns uh, included. Oh, and ham radio, uh, just talking on uh, two-way radios and learning about that. So uh, I've, right. I've done a bunch of stuff that, that I just I couldn't learn from anybody else. So Which is always fun. And that makes you who you are. It's part of who, who you are, your personality, and, and that knowledge base. And, and being able to talk to people about a multitude of, of uh, subjects. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not sure. You'll have to stay tuned. I'm not sure what the the excuses are going to be in the future as far as why I still don't have the skids on there. Uh, but uh, I think my my only fear about getting the skids on there is messing up the paint. Uh, you know, I take the time to paint it, and then I've got to lift the thing up to put it on. They're skids. I know. They're I know. Gonna get scratched. I know. But I mean, <laughs> I went to all the trouble of painting them. So. Oh my god. <laughs> That was like when I bought my rock rails and, and I went over to the factory that made them LODs not that far from my house. And I went and bought these and 
they they sold them to me for cash, so I got a heck of a discount. I don't remember, like 30% off or something because I paid them cash money. And they're like, do you want us to wrap them and box them up? I said, hell no, throw them in the back of the truck. They're going on the side of the Jeep. We're going to hit rocks with them. I don't care if it has a couple scratches. But, you know, the, all the well, parts you I get can now, understand that because they, they, they take their time and make sure that it's a good quality product. And, and right. yeah, I can certainly see that. And I'm sure there's people not like you that, oh, oh my gosh, especially for the amount of money well, they're paying. with the blemish on it. I'm yeah. returning you know? Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, this really has more to do. I mean, I like things looking nice. I like I like uh the, I like it having a, a use and having uh form and function is what I always say. Yes. I get it. I, I like that. I I do like that. I mean, I'm not a chrome on a Jeep person. So <laughs> I'm not for, you know, the form, that form, but right. uh having the paint on there and then uh, when you do scrap the scratch uh, scrape the paint off of it, getting around to paint repainting it, may you know, touch it, it up. Yeah. And it avoids rust and all those things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so, a perfect paint job on your skid plates, but they're and, not going to And then I lift it up with a jack and I'm messing up, you know? So <laughs> so I'm it? I'm thinking about cardboard and 2 by 4s and you know wrapping oh, stuff in bubble wrap, you know, so that it doesn't mar the paint. Wait. Doesn't your floor jack have a rubber top to it? No. Oh, my floor jack does. That's Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, stay tuned to find out uh, how much more uh, procrastinating I can do uh, before <laughs> <laughs> before I actually get the, the damn thing on there. <laughs> it's a Jeep Talk Show breaking news report. We've got Detroit Winterfest coming up January 20th. An excellent opportunity in the heart of winter to get out, meet all of your Jeep friends. Jeep is supporting this event in a very meaningful way and all the Jeep team will be out there, including all the folks that you've come to know from around Jeep and some new people uh, that are just joining the team. And we're really excited to, uh, to have everybody back out at Hollyoaks ORV Park and get out there and do some off-roading in the dead of winter in Michigan. We're gonna have campfires and our great friends at Dana are going to uh, provide some pizzas and other things. Uh, this could be as big as Detroit Four Fest. I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate, but but man, it's uh, it's a really great time to get out. So come join us. It'll be great fun, and we're going to have Detroit Winterfest and Nightfest, and uh, obviously our great friends, great supporters, friends of your show, uh, Tyree Lights is uh, is powering Nightfest and uh, and lighting up the night. Go to four the number four fest. F-E-S-T, like festival, events.com. Uh, get signed up for Winterfest. But we're also going to have, for those that are new to this space, some Off-Road 101 lessons like we do at all of our events. At Detroit Four Fest this year, we did 278 Off-Road 101 lessons. That's what I call a warm welcome <laughs> to people that are beginners because we want new people involved in this sport. And this is a great opportunity to get out there and, and do a fun family activity and learn how to be a better off-roader. We'll look forward to, uh, to seeing everybody in January. Happy, happy holiday season. Happy New Year. And, uh, and off we go. Detroit Winterfest, January 20th. 
All right, and I'm going to tell you right ahead of time, uh, this is another one of those situations where um, the the people that are part of this show, and it's, a, it's and I think it's just, just uh, all the Jeep Talk Show people, um, Dickie G can't read a calendar. So he thinks it's 2024 in, uh, in this call that he gave us. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, now that 2023 is behind us, and I don't know what the census is, but I feel like I've kind of missed a mark on the 18% funnier. <laughs> I think I was somewhere around 17.9999999. Oh, that's a lot of credit. <laughs> percent funnier. And for this New Year's resolution, I am not going to make such a bold promise. Oh, smart move. I can't promise to try to be 18% funnier, but I'm going to try to try to be 18% funnier. <laughs> Jeez. And that in itself is at least 18% funnier. I would say I'd start the year off right, but I got into a little bit of legal problems. Yeah, I bought a gun from a T-Rex. Yeah, I had no idea he was a small arms dealer. Oh. Oh. After that, things got worse. A book fell on my head. I only have my shelf to blame. <laughs> yeah, wow. Shelf. If you got to explain it, it doesn't really work. Exactly. And, and last but not least, I just got kicked out of a secret cooking society. Yeah, I spilt the beans. <laughs> First rule about Spice Club is we don't talk about Spice Club. I got to give you one more. I put my grandmother on speed dial. Yeah, I call it Instagram. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> Tony, please strike that one from the record. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> that last one took me a second. <laughs> if he doesn't come up with better jokes, if he throws four bad ones out, does that is that a multiplier or what is that? Well, I think maybe if you if you add, you know, Five percent, five percent, two percent, two percent. I mean, I don't want to oversell this. Okay. <laughs> if you add all those together, you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, but you don't do you don't do that with percentages, right? I mean, you don't add percentages together. It's it's an average between all maybe. the percentages. I give a G for effort. <laughs> a G for Nikki G. All righty. Well, it is what it is. We always enjoy uh, Nikki G being on the show, and I'm not just saying that. He, uh, we do. It's fun. Oh I mean, my, my God, he's been calling in forever. Yeah, but he came to some of the events and just sitting yep. and visiting. I mean, he's a super nice guy, and he's not as spontaneous as you might think. No, I he's, mean, he's I think very he actually quiet. Has to plan these jokes. Oh, yeah. Which then that's scary in and of itself. But yeah, I love Nikki G. Yeah, he's oh, a great guy. Oh, and it's amazing it, uh, to have somebody put that much time and effort uh, week after week. Oh, yeah. And I, and I've told this before, but uh, we always have new people listening. Um, it was funny whenever we decided to go to two flagship episodes a week, and I told him, I said, "Look, man, uh, you know you no, don't well, e- you don't even have to do the one, but we're going to two. And if you want to do two uh, call ins or, or two things that we can play on each flagship episode." Right. I, that, I would like. I would like that. He goes. Sure. Yeah, that's not a problem. I got a million of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's quantity over quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, mentioned this earlier in the this episode. We have a uh, inter- interview coming up uh, tomorrow, Friday, Friday day, Friday days. <laughs> Fridays are our, our interview episodes, so that's what you can plan on hearing on Fridays on our four episodes a week. Uh, so uh, we will be having uh, Rehan 
of Garmin at Garmin.com. And we okay. discussed the Garmin InReach product. InReach, that's what it's called, right? InReach? Yes. The little yes. handheld GPS uh, satellite, uh, not GPS, but satellite uh, communications device. I mean, I think it does GPS as well. Uh, but uh, I wanted to talk to somebody at Garmin about the InReach because I had some questions about it. And uh, Chip, you were able to set that up for us. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, uh, spoke with uh, Rehan and, uh, uh, and I'm brain farting on the guy's name, but a, uh, a technical person that was there in the meeting as well. So catch that here uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, what is that? Episode 955? My God, nine, <laughs> 955 Bump, episodes. Bumping on a thousand, Tony. That's right. We're really close. So uh, look forward to that one. Uh, and uh, of course, Chip, I know you're going to be listening because uh, oh, you're right. a, a Garmin fan. Yeah, well, I am, but the whole reason, the only, I had a contact because one of their, uh, Garmin, actually, he's an attorney for Garmin, uh, goes wheeling with us at least once oh, or twice a year. Perfect. And so he's, they're based out of Kansas City. And so he joins us on a couple of friends' trips. And he, he's been, to, he goes to some of the jamborees, uh, but just a really nice guy. And, and so he got us lined up uh, when you were, Thinking about inReach and asking questions, I thought well, I was, well, we were having a hard time getting them lined up. It wasn't until I asked you about it, or actually, yeah. I mentioned it on a Zoom room, uh, the the roundtable meeting, and you jumped in and said, "Oh, I know somebody." So, yeah, and and then David put us right in touch, and and there it happened. So yeah, yeah, worked out really good. Uh, so I guess the attorney uh, wields power inside the organization as well. <laughs> I don't know. He's a super nice guy too. There's, that's the great thing about Jeepers. We all kind of help each other, right? So is is your lawyer buddy a uh, a listener? Has he listened to the show? You know, I don't know. I invited him to, um, and we talked about it, but I haven't followed up. I don't have a lot of contact with him. I see him two or three times a year. So next time I talk with him, I will definitely ask. I'm sure he's going to listen to the interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. You I'll, might want to mention it to him so he'll know when I'll it's coming him, out. I will drop him. Actually, when we get done recording, I'll drop him uh, a yeah. reminder. Because he may not know about it if he's not a listener. Uh, or when it's going to be broadcast. Right. right. Yeah. So, uh, great. Excellent. Just wonderful. And, I mean, you know, you never can tell when the, the show might need a lawyer. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> in in, uh, in this uh, end of week uh, episode, the flagship episode, must have stuff for your Jeep. So, Chip, this one called to me. I, I, went, <laughs> to, I went to Amazon and I went, you know, this just seems right. It is a 2018. And this is especially important. If you seriously thought you were going to get a Jeep for Christmas and didn't, well, you can get you a Jeep for yourself. This is a 2018 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. No top. So, in other words, it doesn't have a top on it. It's, it's topless, the, the way Jeeps meant are meant to be. Uh, and it's red, as Jeeps are meant to be. Uh, this is a Ken. This is a Ken Smart uh, PB, uh, and it is nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And I would say it's about the size of your hand. Um, it, it definitely will fit in one hand. That's um, cool. But it's a a, a JL, and that the two door. I'm not I'm not saying JLU for a reason. Uh, and the doors open and close. I'm not sure about the hood, but I I know it it does show a picture of it uh, with the doors open, and you can kind of tell that. Uh, by looking at the model, which you I'm can get, see, I'm getting one of these. Yeah, which you can see in our show notes uh, for episode nine fifty four, uh, and also too, there's a link to Amazon uh, that you can use to go right to this. So, uh, and, oh, and by the way, they actually went the extra mile uh, the, the, to to create this toy, and they even <laughs> have the paint peeling from the door hinges. 
<laughs> very realistic. Very Experience. realistic. Yeah, especially for the 2018. <laughs> well, see, I've got and I've got a two door. My my two doors a JK, but this is damn close enough. The hoods look different, right? But I'm buying one of these. Yeah, I mean, ten bucks. I, it's a nice looking. Bucks. Yeah. Well, that's what you know. The episode that we just recorded on the roundtable. You know, I my kids bought me a a 392 Rubicon uh, Hot Wheel. <laughs> right. Hot Wheel's nice stuff. Or it but used it, to be when I was a kid. It's fun to have those things sitting around. Just, just I play. I can go wheeling on my desk. Yeah. I would love to have a 2021 Jeep Gladiator, uh, but configured just like mine. I mean, with the same bumpers, everything. Uh, and, and really a duplicate of what I have. And then I would actually put Jeep Talk Show stickers on the side. I think it would be it's such a memento to the... Greg, Greg would make you the stickers, I'm sure. Yep. All you're going to do is get an airbrush. There's a whole new hobby for you, Tony. You get an airbrush and you can paint it to match your Jeep. There's an opportunity. Yeah. Oh, and the same size tires and the factory wheel. I mean, identical. Make it identical. But that means that as there's modifications done, the, the, the model has to be updated. Get a little soldering iron. You can put a little, you know, bowl <laughs> bar on it. And yeah. I need to, I need to contact Bender at Motobilt and get him to make me some actual metal, real little uh, crusher, crusher <laughs> bumpers and stuff on there. And then when and it was, maybe, and then when it was maybe. a little too big, I could say, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry, you were really close. It's an eighth inch off. Can you make it a little smaller?" <laughs> and get Bender. He could Bender could make you skid plates, and you could practice mounting them on that before you actually oh, get them. Oh, I like that. And, and I wouldn't have to worry about scratching them. Because uh, I, and by the way, I, I'll just say this because pe- there's people out there thinking that I'm going to worry about scratching them off road. Absolutely not. That's exactly what right. they're there for. But putting it on and installed, I want it perfect and nice. I want to start yeah. off nice. And uh, yeah, so call me weird, but that's just the, the way I want to do it. You know, it's always a little sad when we hit the end of the trail, but there's always another trail ride just down the road. Jeep Talk Show has four episodes a week, Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe and never miss an episode. Hey, speaking of subscribing, consider keeping the Jeep Talk Show on the air by subscribing to the show via Patreon. You know, and if you don't want to be a paid subscriber, tell somebody about the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, Hell, do that even if you do subscribe as a Patreon. Tell somebody about the show. Help us out. If you enjoy the show, you get any entertainment or any information from this show, and you, you you like it, let other people know about it. Uh, you know, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, and and uh, what was it? Uh, Betty White actually was uh, alive before sliced bread. Uh, nice little factoid. I mean, uh, Nikki Jean make, needs to make a, a joke out of that. So, <laughs> the place I thought you were going to say Betty White was a Patreon member. I wasn't <laughs> sure where you were going. Oh, no, no, we're not talking about uh, voters in an election. <laughs> uh oh, I went political. <laughs> so, the place to go for all the information on how to subscribe and how to contact us is at jeeptalkshow.com/slash/contact. Broadcasting since 2010.